Welcome to Base Space. A crypto podcast. Yes, you think uh, market's going to recover, continue recovering? Are we, uh, do you think it's just a blip? We're going to go uh, sideways or down? Uh, I don't know, man. We're seeing, we're seeing pretty low intent right across the board, uh, whether it's like traditional investments, onboarding new customers, or um, even crypto in general is a little soft. I, I was kind of expecting a stronger uh, start to Q1. Yeah, I did a, a Google Trends uh, search. Uh, if you search for Bitcoin, it's actually coming down. If you search for crypto, it's uh, holding up like a, uh, steady against uh, previous highs. Uh, but uh, DeFi and a few other topics are still all-time highs, right? So it really depends. NFT, DeFi is still going strong, but it's definitely slowing down On the, if you're just looking uh, on the Bitcoin uh search terms uh, on a global basis so so i think um, uh, it's just a different type of customer now that's joining and uh, they're more uh, i think fast money and uh, so it's just a different mix of uh, users coming in yeah alex do you think this kind of is foreshadowing the shift of bitcoin kind of like losing you know its position in the driver's seat when it comes to the, the industry as a whole well, I, I don't think so. I think institutions are still uh, only comfortable with Bitcoin, maybe a little bit Ethereum, right? So they're sticking with the gold. Uh, but um, I think, again, people that are working for fast uh, returns or looking for a high turn, um, you know, probably are skipping uh, Bitcoin. But that's definitely the minority. In, in dollar terms, it's definitely the minority of the volume, right? So... So if you look at the daily trading volumes or whatever, Bitcoin still dominates. Um, and uh, I think there's a little bit of uncertainty right now with uh, what the Fed is going to do, with where the economy is going, with COVID, this new resurgence of this new variant. So so some people have just uh, hit the pause button uh, and, and kind of the same thing with the markets, right? The public markets. Uh, you see Bitcoin recovered uh, uh, in tandem with the markets. Um, so that's not uh, good news. I mean, we, we were hoping that 2022 will uh, uh, kind of indicate uh, uh, the beginning of this uh, uh, separation or, uh, uh, you know, um, Uh, you know, an un, unbundling un, un, un of what we have for the last uh, 13 years, where Bitcoin is basically following public markets, right? So that's not good. Uh, that's not good, not good for crypto because we don't want to be tied to the Fed or tied to the uh, stock market. How, yeah. how long? How much do you think the uh, not having a spot ETF really kind of affects? Bitcoin's kind of growth. Uh, it's definitely a big uh, impact on uh, um, many institutions who just in their charter cannot touch uh, some of the products that exist today. So they can't buy the Canadian ETF. They can't uh, buy spot uh, Bitcoin. They can't necessarily touch the futures. 
so the fact that we don't have this product is definitely um, uh, stifling growth. But at the same time, uh, it's good to have an extra bullet in the chamber, right? So if we used everything up, then what's going to drive us to 100,000 and beyond, right? So, so the fact that I think in the U.S. we're less than 50% uh, adoption. Uh, many other countries, it's still less than 20 or 30%. Uh, is uh, all dry powder uh, to drive us higher, right? So, um, and we, look, we went very fast from uh, 10 to almost 70, right? So I think uh, we talked several times of last year about the need for uh, a, a correction. If you've been watching my uh, AMAs, uh, I think it was 65,000. I've told uh, all of my viewers that it's time to, uh, rebalance their portfolios several times. Uh, again, uh, it's huddle and rebalance, right? That's the key. A lot of people just uh, forget about the second part. They just huddle forever. So you have to decide if if uh, what is the percentage of crypto in your portfolio. So let's say you decide, okay, it's going to be 30%. And when it goes to 40 or 50, uh, you need to rebalance, right? You need to sell some, put some uh, dry powder on the sidelines. Uh, and sometimes you, you'll miss the tops and you'll be like frustrated, but sometimes we'll be like right now where you get to pick up Bitcoin at 40,000 instead of 70,000, right? So, so it's just a good practice that some of the best investors in the world do consistently. Most funds uh, do that every quarter. And uh, you just have to decide if... Uh, if you want to follow best practices or you're better than uh, all of these mavens on Wall Street? Uh, yeah, I think we're all better than the mavens on Wall Street. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> well, I, I just, yeah. We're better because we're all in on Bitcoin, but uh, that does not mean you shouldn't be rebalancing. That's very true. Yeah. Um, I want to actually officially uh, welcome all, all the listeners and, every, and if you're tuning out on other uh, platforms like Spotify or YouTube uh, to the Base Base podcast. Uh, for those that don't know, uh, it's hosted by myself, the Crypto Mewtwo, Chase Coins, and Super, Super High. And uh, we focus on creating opportunities for growth, networking, and education in the crypto industry. Uh, today, we're honored to be, have Alex Mashinsky founder and CEO of Celsius Network on the show. Welcome to the Base Space, Alex. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're super, we're super pumped to have you on. Um, since you haven't been on the, on the show before, we always like to ask uh, new, new guests how they got into crypto. Yeah, so, um, so I, I, I know Scott Stornetta, if you guys know, he's uh, the inventor of the Merkle tree of the blockchain, basically, in 1991. And, and um, so I've known about the technology for a long time, dabbled in it in 2004. And uh, one of my um, co-workers, a friend, uh, showed me Satoshi paper in, I think it was 2009. And uh, I read through it. It was really short and quick. I was like, uh, this will never happen, right? This is... Uh, it's very, it's very inefficient. It's wasteful. It needs a lot of energy. It's very slow. Uh, there's much better solution than that. So I totally dismissed that uh, in the beginning. I was uh, a Bitcoin denier, you know, like uh, <laughs> there's still a lot of them out there. 
And uh, after uh, Mongox, I really forced myself to rethink what am I missing? Because uh, here comes uh, 2014, 90% of the volume just disappear overnight. Uh, you know, hundreds of thousands of, of coins are locked up uh, in this court uh, battle and Bitcoin just keeps walking like nothing happened, you know. So I had to really re-examine my um, understanding of, of what Satoshi solved. And uh, I, only only when I, it's almost like re reprogramming your own brain. You know, it's like you're forcing neurons that are firing against it to shut up and listen, you know. And uh, really the, the, the value of solving the double spend problem, uh, the value of a fully decentralized uh, ledger, uh, you don't understand that until you really, really dig in deep and, and, and you realize that there's no other solution, right? There's no better way. So, so it took me a while. I mean, it wasn't normally I'm uh, on the bleeding edge, on the cutting edge. Uh, here I was, uh, uh, you know, uh, I joined late. So definitely uh, didn't pick any of the 10 or $20 Bitcoin. <laughs> I think uh, we're in the same boat. I was I was also one of those people that didn't that didn't really uh, understand crypto or, or Bitcoin and and kind of dismissed it at first when I when I first heard about it. Uh, but I really caught on more in 2017 with like the ICO uh, boom and, and everything like that. I just had to get in with, with all my coworkers making so much money in, in the space. Yeah, listen, uh, uh, 50 or 100 years from now, people will be calling you uh, an OG. They'll, they'll be like, oh, you know, you were one of the first. They'll forget about that few years in between is like nothing. That's like uh, five minutes, you know? <laughs> Absolutely, in the, in the long run. And yeah, like even people joining now, it's still still so early. There's still so much innovation happening. It's, it's insane what, what the next decade is, is going to look like for us. Um, Alex, I'm curious, like, how did you make your way to actually founding Celsius? So uh, Daniel, Leon, and me were um, kind of looking at uh, uh, our company's called uh, Governing Dynamics. So we were looking for, we stole that from, uh, if you watch the movie Beautiful Mind. So uh, uh, Elliot Nash is using that when he's standing on a, a roof at Yale and he's saying, I'm not going to be doing what everybody else is doing over here. I'm going to focus on the governing dynamics, you know, on the, on the big things. So we were looking for the big things uh, that could really change the world and and uh, try to apply our skills to focus on that. And uh, he kept nagging me about uh, the blockchain. Now, I already, again, 2016, 2017, I already had the Bitcoin and Ethereum, but the point was, he was like, look, we got to get into it and, and do a project. And I was like, what kind of project? I mean, just, uh, you know, we made some investments. They're working very well. He's like, no, no, no. We got to uh, find the next uh, killer app in crypto. And uh, and I was like, well, what's the first one? <laughs> you know, uh, you want to do the second or what's the first one? And because when you read Satoshi's paper, it says peer-to-peer uh, uh, -peer cash system, right? Which means it's a payment system. But really, anyone who bought anything with Bitcoin is uh, still miserable about it, right? Is disappointed. Like uh, everyone on this call would love to reverse every transaction you would have ever done in Bitcoin and get all those Bitcoins back. You would pay a double or a triple in dollar terms, right? In fiat. 
immediately right now just to get all those Bitcoin back. So so none of us have that experience when we use uh, PayPal or when we use our checking account or credit card, right? So obviously Bitcoin is not a very good payment system, right? Not that technically it doesn't work. It worked great technically, but because the value of the coin goes up so much, it's a disaster to use it for payments. Um, uh, you know, so so basically we decide, okay, it's not going to be payments. It's not going to be all these other little things that people are trying. And, and we decided to focus on yield uh, because banks and central banks have basically been robbing us blind for the last 30 years, right? Paying us nothing for our money, not because they can't, right? Just a few days ago, banks published the highest profits in their history. Well, do you think they can use some of those profits to pay us two, three, four percent on our money? Of course they can. They just choose not to. They have to give all that money to their shareholders. So we said, okay, if if the banks and the central banks, right, the the Fed is low has lower rates to zero, to help all of these zombie companies, right, that shouldn't exist, not to help us. So if none of those guys are going to help us, how about we created a platform that paid yield? without any connection to the Fed or the banks or anything else. We paid yield on Bitcoin, paid yield on Ethereum. And I'm talking about two years before Compound or Aave, right? So Celsius launched more than a year before any of those other companies had any products or services, right? We were the first to kind of give you uh, uh, an account. You just downloaded an app, you put the coins in, whatever you had, and boom, it automatically, every Monday you got yield on it, like, like magic, right? So, uh, and that was a crazy experience. <laughs> a lot of people thought we were a Ponzi scheme because they were like, where do you get the yield? You can't earn yield on Bitcoin. What is that? Where does it come from? You know, and now there's a hundred companies trying to copycat what we've done. So we really gave birth to this concept of yield. And, you know, now there's uh, probably, I don't know, 40, 50 million people using it worldwide. And it's a second anchor after store of value, obviously, as a, for Bitcoin, Ethereum. The second anchor is uh, yield uh, delivered through CFI or DeFi. So, uh, so I'm super excited that, uh, again, that we kind of got to do this. We were there uh, right from the beginning. We did an ICO. We invited the community, put $50 million to help us launch this. And we delivered the product three months later, right? So we're one of those rare ICOs that outperformed, that actually delivered on everything they promised. Yeah, what, what you've done, Alex, is, is truly incredible and has set up like a nice benchmark, right? A standard for standard for uh, how ICOs and how others can, can go about launching a company in crypto. Um, I'm actually really curious, like, what's the most important lesson you've learned throughout this whole process of, of building Celsius? So Celsius is my eighth company as a founder, right? So um, well, the first seven were all venture-backed. And my entire career was about going to VCs, pitching them uh, on some idea, having them give you their seed round or A round, right? And then again, they, they dictate everything because they give you all the money you need to grow. And after a while, like in most of these companies, I ended up with five or 10% of the company, right? They squeeze you out and, and you're done. And here you can go to a community of people, share with them your idea in the white paper. And then your customers, your future customers are giving you money up front and tell you, okay, look, if you're going to build this, we're going to fund it. Give us some tokens so we can participate in the growth, in the future growth. 
and we're all gonna either uh, make it together or not make it together at least that's the idea right and and obviously a lot of people took advantage of it and did the scams and stole money from investors and so on but but the, the concept is just beautiful right because it's it's our when we launched our product in in July of 2018 our first few thousand uh, customers were all our ICO holders right ICO sell token holders and, and and they just started uh, pouring uh, uh, money in. I mean, I went and pitched uh, um, Celsius to Tim Draper in uh, May of 2017. Okay, and Tim, look, I know Tim for 25 years, right? And and obviously he's one of the OGs in in crypto, is one of the you know best supporters of the industry. And he looked at me and said, Alex, I know you for a long time, but I'm not gonna give you my Bitcoin. I'm not gonna put it in your wallet. So, so, uh, so, it, it wasn't like obvious that people are going to send it to you. You know, like yeah, I put my own coins in there. I have uh, over three hundred million dollars in Celsius personally, right? Just uh, earning yield. But it was definitely not obvious that a million and a half people are going to change their ways and instead of trusting exchanges and cold wallets, are gonna decide to earn yield and, and huddle with Celsius. So the, the community decided, the community voted, the community uh, demanded every week. Believe me, I get emails. You should see the emails I get. I get love letters and I get, you're not doing enough all in one email, right? The, it, the, it starts, we love you, we love Celsius. And then here's 10 ideas you should implement immediately. You know, so so it's tough love and, and uh, uh, you know, I definitely, being so close to your customers, I've never had that before, right? And I've done a few of these before. So uh, so I just love it. I mean, I love the interaction. I think we have 800 employees. I can tell you most of them don't love it as much as I do because <laughs> uh, they get beaten up uh, uh, with the community demanding more cell utility, demanding more new products. Uh, but, uh, you know, many of them are on this call with us here today. And, and uh uh, you know, the passion, the, the seven days a week, the, the uh, you know, giving you that uh, feedback instantly is, is just, uh, it's gold, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I can imagine the, the community would, would drive you a bit insane, but hey, it's, it's great, man. I love, I love all the engagement uh, that I see across, across CT. And uh, I, think, I think you guys are doing an amazing job uh in regards to engaging with the community i love how, how you guys are doing uh you know twitter spaces pretty actively and how active you know your, your customer service and social media is it's it's quite impressive uh compared to a lot of other companies that aren't at uh the same level the same level as you guys um i'm also like in regards to celsius and like everything that you've done there like what would you say is like your proudest accomplishment so far of, of building the company well, we, we, we provided financial freedom to thousands of people, tens of thousands of people. We, we paid a billion dollars out, right? So if you go and you check, okay, how much did Wells Fargo pay their customers last year in yield, in interest, right? We would be standing next to them. Like now Wells Fargo has like, I don't know, 70, 80 million customers, right? And here's little Celsius paying as much money out in yield as, as these thieves. You know, it's just crazy. Right. So 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 we we have people who, again, they're sending us uh, their life stories every day. Right. Sharing with us how 
you know, they couldn't pay their mortgage. They couldn't pay their student loans. They didn't know, they couldn't see a light at the end of the tunnel because they just, their money wasn't working for them or they were stuck with credit card debt, right? And they just couldn't get out of it. There's just a vicious cycle that uh, most of us get stuck in, the 99% get stuck in and, 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 and there's no way out, right? So, so I think the biggest thing we received from the community was trust. They, they made what I call trust deposits. And what we gave them is hope, right? Interest is just uh, uh, the product. Interest is what you get in your cell, talk, cell wallet. But what you get in your heart is hope, right? Uh, a lot of our community members will tell you, you know, they were, their, their energy is higher. They're, they're much more, you know, they feel like they're alive. They, and all of it is just because their financial situation has improved a little bit. We didn't fix their financial situation. We just got them to stop having bad habits and got them to uh, have a little bit more good habits. It's, you know, it's like a diet, right? You, you do a little bit of dieting, a little bit of exercising, and suddenly you feel so much better. Uh, it's the same thing with fi- financial planning. You know, it's, it's just uh, requires that daily attention and, and uh, the adrenaline just fixes everything else. Yeah, I think that's a uh, really important kind of just to teach people not to, well, waste their money and where to put their money where it can work for them. Uh, and you've provided opportunities for a lot of people. And that's, you know, that's really admirable. Something that I was looking at uh, on your borrowing that kind of caught my eye is that you can get as low as a 1% interest rate on borrowing. Um, could you kind of explain on how you achieve such a low uh, borrowing rate? Sure. And and we've, you know, we have no secrets. I mean, we tell everybody also our competitors exactly how we make money it's not a but because most of the yield goes back to the community uh we we don't need to keep it as a secret right because uh uh, and i love it like we 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 finally putting enough pressure on the banks i don't know if you saw this morning uh wells fargo announced that they're gonna terminate uh, overdraft fees and yesterday uh i think bank of america announced that they're gonna terminate some other fee you know it's just Finally, we're starting to see <laughs> banks reacting to tens of billions of dollars leaving them, right? Leaving them because they're such uh, asses. So, so what does Celsius do? It's very simple. We make money lending assets to uh, institutions. Now, we can get uh, assets in two different ways. One is you just uh, send us your coins and we uh, lend them out for you. Right. And then you get to keep uh, the vast majority of what we earn. We actually don't make any money from our lending business. It's a break even business. Uh, and, and the second part is that you can take a loan against your assets. Right. So you don't like right now, if you need uh, money, you can sell your Bitcoin. But then the government is going to take half of that money immediately. Right. In the form of taxes. Or you can do what billionaires do every day. Right. They borrow against their Tesla stock. They borrow against their. Uh, Facebook. They borrow against their Bitcoin. They don't sell it. And then, again, if you do it through a company or you do it through whatever, you can even expense it as as a business expense, the interest itself. But we only lend you uh, about 50% of what you have in assets. So let's say you have uh, $1,000 with us, we'll lend you $500 against it, right? So what we get is we lent you $500, but we got $1,000 worth of Bitcoin. And we're not, we don't pay interest on it, right? Because you took the loan. 
So now we, when we lend that out, the same $1,000, we lend out just next to the other Bitcoin that are from users who don't take loans, we get to keep all the income from that. So because we're making enough income on that lent out Bitcoin, we can effectively lower the rate on the lending, on the rates. Now, rich people do that all the time. I, I have an account with Fidelity. Again, I'm, I'm part of the 1%, part of the 0.1%. And I can tell you, I pay 1.7% interest when I borrow against my Tesla stock. That's what Fidelity charges me, right? Because they never charge me any fees and they charge me almost nothing when I take loans. And I ask myself, how come the average Joe cannot get this rate? And the only reason is because banks know. They know that you can pay them 9, 10, 15, even 24% on your credit card. And they're like, why would I give you a good deal if I can steal from you and take 24%? That's the only reason. You understand? So, so what Celsius has done is basically said, look, we're going to treat the guy with $100 and the guy with $100 million exactly the same. We're going to give them the same loans. We're going to give them the same yield. We're going to give them the same no-fee treatment, right? Everything that we're going to give that used to be belong only to the rich, right? So it's that simple, right? There's no uh, complexity to this, right? This is it, it, it's we we we've taken why because you know like I I really Daniel and I built this uh, uh, for ourselves, right? And then a million and a half people showed up, right? So so and I hope the next hundred million people are gonna, uh, gonna show up because every person that joins crypto and joins uh, yield and and loans. Uh, is another person who left the banking system, is another person who managed to unbank themselves. And hopefully by the time these guys uh, finish uh, canceling all of their uh, fees, hidden fees and, you know, inactivity fees and ATM fees and you name it, right? By the time they finish that, they'll have no customers left. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's honestly really admirable, right? Because people, like you said, are getting screwed by just keeping their money in the because they're not earning on their money. Their money is losing value due to inflation, as we know. Um, and I feel like a lot of the younger generation just doesn't have that financial literacy, right? They think, or even old people think it's a scam when they see 8% on your stable coins. Um, and the, I guess they just don't understand, right? But the, the scam is the scam is that your bank doesn't pay you that. That's the scam. <laughs> yeah, no, exactly. And that's what some people also don't understand too. They just think that it's safer to keep it in a bank. Um, but going more into yields, just kind of at a high level, can you tell me what you plan on to do with the Celsius X and how you intend to grow it? Yeah. So for those of you who are in the know, uh, yesterday. Uh, Somebody leaked out that uh, that we partner with Polygon and we're going to launch a, a layer two uh, uh, basically solution that involves a lot of uh, things that don't exist today. So basically, you'll be able to uh, move assets between chains. You'll be able to swap. You'll be able to uh, tra natively transact on layer two with zero fees, zero spreads. Uh, and and uh, that is, uh, again, this is native. I, I know a lot of people uh, read about cross-chain and multi-chain and all that stuff. All that is, is great, but it's uh, pretty risky, right? And again, imagine, imagine uh, uh, 
you know that uh, the video Lucy with the uh, chocolates on the on the production line. Imagine two production lines like that, right? With different chocolates running at different speeds, and you're trying to match them up and move things between and try to keep uh, all that going. That's that's a multi-chain solution, a, a DeFi multi-chain solution where you're trying to run on two chains with a smart contract. What Celsius X is doing is basically saying we're native on 16 blockchain. So why don't we natively issue assets, uh, wrap assets, settle assets, uh, uh, pay yield, take loans, do all that stuff natively without any hacker or without anyone being able to uh, uh, take advantage of you trying to transact across uh, multiple production lines, right? Like these blockchains. So, so it's really something very, very uh, different. And, and I think that's why Polygon got super excited about it and partnered with us. And we'll be launching that uh, next month and super excited about, uh, uh, you know, uh, the implementation and the innovation and all the things. Again, it's ex it's great for the community, right? You, you can avoid paying all the gas fees and, uh, you know, waiting for settlement and worrying about the transaction being completed. And Celsius stands behind it with almost 30 billion in assets. Uh, uh, so if, you know, uh, you, you, you know, DeFi is really the wild west. I mean, if you know what you're doing, it's great. But if you don't, man, you can really get in trouble. Yeah, no, that's a uh, that's super exciting to hear because you know obviously Ethereum gas fees are just way too high for people that aren't basically you know rich. <laughs> um, so to be able to to borrow and um, you know just use your platform on chains is really exciting. And uh, I kind of want to bring up like a I guess like a security question. So as you know, Robinhood restricted trading last year or uh, year before, I believe, and you know that led investors to being hurt. Uh, in in doing so, you know, decentralization has been uh, pushed more heavily. I would say, um, what is Celsius doing to to make sure that this can't happen? Because you guys aren't fully decentralized, but uh, and I'm not obviously I'm not accusing that you would just kill switch. Uh, but what are some of the systems in place uh, to help prevent this from happening? Well, first. Celsius is the real Robin Hood, not Robin Hood, right? We we paid a billion dollars to the community. How much did Robin Hood pay its community? You know, Robin Hood does the same thing that Celsius does. It lends out your uh, securities uh, to institutions like uh, Citadel. It collects billions of dollars from these institutions. How much did it send you last year in a check saying, hey, thank you for giving us your security. Here are our here's your rewards here's your yield on all of your securities right so celsius sent a billion dollars to its community robin hood said zero dollars to its community. it didn't charge you anything but it also didn't send you anything so just to make sure everybody understands that right so i think they should come up with a new name and we should take over the name robin hood what do you think to that you should you think we should switch over uh so and, uh it has a bad uh, bad taste to the name. I think you guys are good. Right. <laughs> They're definitely not from the hood. I can tell you that much, you know. So, uh, um, look, about centralization and decentralization. So, uh, Celsius is probably the largest, if not one of the largest uh, participants on any DeFi market. Uh, Ave, largest. Uh, uh, you know, 
whatever badger largest name name a protocol and and celsius uh compound we're probably number one on compound right so name a protocol celsius is the largest one of the largest DeFi participant fully decentralized participant on any of these protocols so there is no uh, c5 versus DeFi. i know a lot of people want to present it that way but uh, it's all of us together against tradfi that's what's happening right so um our sometimes we are borrower sometimes we are lender right you, you pay me to be a borrower i borrow money from DeFi. you pay me to be a lender I'm a lender to DeFi, right? And then most of that goes to our community. So Celsius also provides a more transparency than any other project, right? If I asked you guys here to uh, verify that Aave, for example, does everything that it's supposed to do as a decentralized protocol, uh, you would need to spend months, hire a whole team, uh, audit all their stuff, audit all the transactions, and even then, you would be hard to come by with a proof that they've done what they promised to do, right? But Celsius provides all that information in real time uh, through our uh, proof of community and the Rewards Explorer and everything else. You can verify, verify through cryptographic proof that you receive, if you're 1% of the Bitcoin pool or the Ethereum pool, you received 1% of the yield created in that pool, right? So that is the definition of DeFi. Right, and all of our uh, implementations, including the cell token, are running on smart contracts. Right, so, so there is no kill switch. The opposite. There's more transparency than any DeFi project, and uh, uh, our community holds us accountable. I mean, uh, uh, many of the people on this call are people in in the Celsius community who watch everything we do, and they post all day long. Hey, you know, Alex sold two thousand tokens. You know, Alex, uh, whatever, did this and that. Oh, Alex uh, says he has 300 million. He only has 298 million on Celsius, you know, or whatever. So uh, every day they post stuff. Why? Because it's fully transparent, right? So, so that's what we're celebrating, right? And, and, and the minute we do something that is not in the best interest of the community, all these people are going to vote with their wallets. They're all going to leave. Why? There's a hundred other places to go to. So, so I think that is the definition of competition, of, uh, of, the, of acting in the best interest of the community, right? Of building stuff that is on all of our best interests, long-term thinking, all the things that are car- hard to come by in many of these DeFi projects where you see people launch a project and then dump uh, on their community two weeks later, right? We, we're four and a half years old. How many DeFi projects do you know that are four and a half years old? Zero. Yeah. Zero, right? So we, me, Daniel, and Nuke, the three founders, still hold close to 90% of our tokens. Show me one DeFi or CeFi or blockchain project, one, just one, in which the founders still hold 90% of their tokens. Anyone, any project. You know, like it's so... Satoshi is the only exception. He still holds 100% of his tokens, you know? So, so my point is, is that watch what they do, not what they say, right? And, and, and be careful because most of the people out there uh, talk a big game and shield their project and do this and that, but then they do the opposite, right? So 
just uh, just saying. Yeah, no, I think you touched on a really great point, which was community, right? And people vote with their wallets. Um, and I think you guys at Celsius have done a great job at building your community. Uh, like Mia too was saying, I'm always seeing a, a Celsius AMA or just a community popping in and talking about Celsius. And, you know, that's something really special, especially when we talk about, you know, us against tra- uh, TradFi. Like it, it starts with one person, then a few and then many, you know, and then slowly uh, the banks are, are screwed. Um, so I think that's really special. Uh, and I just kind of want to ask if you've seen like an influx, um, from trade five, you know, due to your yields, uh, through your corporate onboarding. And if you could just kind of talk on that a little bit. Uh, we, we, I'll tell you one story that is hard to believe. Okay. But, uh, l- luckily Zach is here, so he can, t- he can testify to this cause he's, he's dealing with that customer, but we, we had someone open an account. And then deposit uh, like thirty million dollars. Didn't talk to us. Didn't say anything. Didn't. And we were like, "Who is this?" And then we look it up, and they're like a sovereign fund. They claim to be a sovereign fund from a, a country, you know. And we're like, "Come on, this is must be some fake identity. Somebody pretending to be from a sovereign fund, right?" So we reach out to them, and they're like, "Look, if you don't believe us, call our embassy and ask about this and this person. This is who I am, uh, and I represent." the sovereign fund of this and that country, right? So we go, we check it out, and it's legit. And then we call him back, and he's like, oh, by the way, I want to put another 70 million. I want to go to over 100 in Celsius, you know? And we're like, <laughs> you know, so this is happening now over the internet, right? This is not, we didn't meet this person. He didn't fly in and meet with us. He didn't sit, we didn't take him to a fancy steak restaurant on on Fifth Avenue or whatever, Right. This is just crypto. Right. And 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 uh, so so it's just crazy. Right. This is crazy what's happening out there. And and all I can tell you is that is that a uh, while people watch the daily news and they, they read good things or bad things about Bitcoin or about uh, Ethereum, uh, there's amazing stuff going on. I mean, you seeing giant institutions, uh, you know, basically committing to the space, right? So one of the best investors in the world uh, is from uh, Baltimore. Bill, um, what's his last name, Gus? Bill, um, he, he ran the Leg Mason Fund. I forgot his last name. Bill, uh, gosh, one of you knows or no? Anyway, so he beat the, he's the only guy on the planet who ever beat the uh, index, the S&P index, 15 years in a row, okay? And they asked him recently, he was on CNBC recently, they said to him, okay, well, well, what's your portfolio now? You're a maven, you're a genius, you know? And he's like, I'm 50% Bitcoin and 50% Amazon. They're like, that's it? He's like, I sold everything else, okay? So this is someone who didn't have Bitcoin just a few years ago at all, right? He's now is 50% of his portfolio is Bitcoin. So... So it just tells you how far we have come, right? That that uh, that uh, this is considered norm on CNBC. I think that was uh, Bill Miller. Miller, thank you, Bill Miller. Yes. Yeah, no, that's a that's super exciting to hear. Some guy wanted to, you know, just put in a hundred million, and I, I, it's really cool to see that in like real time, right? Because like right now, doing it. it I'm not saying it's not a big deal, but it almost like doesn't seem like a big deal. But then looking back on it, say three, four, five years from now, you know, it's 
history is happening in real time. And uh, I think that's really exciting. Um, I kind of wanted to ask what your plans were for the Celsius credit card uh, and how does it fit into your mission at Celsius? Because it, it could enable almost like uh, like digital nomads, right? You'd be able to totally debank yourself and just travel and, you know, use your Celsius card while you have your coins in there earning interest. Um, I know Mewtwo has mentioned he's going to digital nomad, so maybe he's looking into that option as well. Yeah, no, definitely. Uh, that's all. That's the only like piece uh, that is missing, right? So, so last year we we had three amigos that we were launching. Uh, these are three products. One, uh, one was Earn and Sell for U.S. Uh, 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 accredited investors. We were we had on ramps, and we had a swap function, right? Swap with no fees, no spreads, and so on. So again, those are best of breed uh, on the Celsius platform this year. I asked the community, hey, what, what do you guys want me to deliver for 2022? And they sent me a picture of the three amigos from, uh, what's that movie? I, I don't know, the, the three comedians with the sombreros. What's, forgot the name of the, the... anyway, it's a, fam- it's a famous movie. So, and they said, okay, we want uh, more utility for sell token, credit card, and uh, what was the third one? I already forgot what was the third one. But anyway, I'll, I'll post it on Twitter for those of you who haven't seen it. So so credit card is definitely one of the things we committed to do this year. It's probably going to happen, again, in the first six months. And again, it's a it's a magical product, right? It's, it's something that never existed. And I'm super excited that Visa partnered with us to actually build it. I, I, I frankly didn't believe that Visa is going to go for it. But it's a product that, that charges you uh, uh, a single digit interest rate, right? Instead of the crazy rates that banks charge you where they rip you off and no matter what you do, it's like you you sneeze and they're like, oh, you sneezed. Your rate used to be 16%. Now it's 29.95. You know, up. Oh, you were five minutes late to send us a payment. Okay, penalties, late fees, you know, 29% interest forever for life. You're in jail for life. You're never getting out. You know, so instead of that, how about we treat you like uh, a responsible adult and we give you a single digit interest rate, right? When you need to borrow some money. So so that's what's coming out. No fees, no annual fees, no surprise fees, no inactivity fees, right? You just get a card. And like you said, you can transact basically anywhere on the planet. And again, you're not the the beauty is that you're not selling any of your Bitcoin. You're not selling any of your ETH. You're just borrowing against it, like the billionaires do every day of their lives, right? I mean, you know, you remember our, our previous president? Remember he was bragging that he never pays any taxes. That's because he borrows against his real estate, right? And and that all the laws about that apply to you as well. You just need to know how to use it. Right. So instead of making it complicated and only people who have a lot of money and people who have lawyers and accountants, how about it's automatic on every account you have, on every asset you have? The feature is automatic, right? You're always borrowing against your assets. And that's how you're building your financial freedom. So, so those are things that when you think in a way of how do I help the community instead of how do I squeeze margin out of the community, then magic happens. Hey, Alex, I want to uh, pivot here and kind of talk about the uh, corporate side of Celsius and and your thoughts on the regulatory landscape. Um, I'm not sure if you could name any companies, but what has the app site been for adoption 
uh, for the Celsius corporate onboarding platform that you guys recently rolled out? Yeah, so we, we have thousands uh, uh, of accounts, uh, probably tens of thousands of accounts. We've been adding them uh, in an increasing speed. Again, a lot of uh, you've seen a lot of corporations uh, add Bitcoin to their balance sheet. Um, now it's like almost a common uh, thing. Like it used to be like a company would buy some Bitcoin and people will be, will be front news. Everybody will be talking about it. Now no one talks about it because everybody's doing it, right? So, so all these companies are basically saying, well, I got to put it somewhere. Where do I put it? Guess what? Every custody company out there charges you to custody that Bitcoin. If you're a company, you can't get it for free. You can't just open an account and put it for free, right? They charge you like, and NIDIG, I think, charges 0.25% per year. That is the custody fee that they charge you, right? So so after four years, you paid 1%. You're minus 1% with NIDIG. With Celsius, the account is free. There's no annual fees. And we pay you 6% per year. So after four years, you have to, over 20% more Bitcoin in, in your account versus minus 1%. You understand? So... So again, like, are we here to build the future or are we here to copy the worst practices of Wall Street, right? And bring all of that uh, nasty fees and all kind of, uh, you know, 500 forms that you have to fill out and to qualify and, and, and whatever, right? So it's, it's just mind-boggling that, that, that all these companies that were created all basically base their revenues on fees instead of doing what Celsius does, where we, again, we, we charge institutions and exchanges fees and we pay to the community. And I invite, I invite everybody to copy our business model. You know, why are you copying the, the Robin Hood business model? Copy our business model. Yeah. Are there, I'm curious, like, are there any trends that you guys have noticed across, uh, the types of industries of adoption that you're seeing or the size of the businesses, or is it really just kind of across the board uh, in many different industries and many different size corporations that are looking to your guys' services? No, we, we have everything. We have people from uh, all over the world. We support over 200 countries. And obviously there's people uh, from the United States and Europe and so on, but there's also a lot of uh, like people from Singapore or from Hong Kong or from uh, uh, Isle of Man, <laughs> somehow that there's a lot of companies in the Isle of Man. I can tell you that much, you know. So, so um, obviously you have to be legal. We do KYC. We do AML. We, we don't deal with any. We don't want any any bad apple to spoil this basket of yield that we created. Uh, but if you're legit and you're not uh, the brother of the president of this or that country. And then you're good to go. You can earn yield and get the benefits like everybody else. You know, if you're if you have uh, shady ties or we can't verify where the money came from or we see on the blockchain that uh, your Bitcoin came from uh, a mixer or something like that, then uh, we don't talk to you, you know, even if you're a sovereign fund. Yeah, you actually you had kind of touched on this a little bit earlier. I want to circle back to this point, but you had kind of talked about how uh, DeFi is the wild west. You really got to be careful out there. Uh, I'm actually curious, like, what, what are your thoughts on the future of DeFi regulations? Um, and how are you guys planning on approaching that at, at Celsius in the future? Look, regulators already are um, uh, 
squeezing stuff, right? You have the travel rule, you have the source of funds, you have all these things. You have subpoenas being issued to uh, DAOs, right? And, and people who are participating in DAOs. And so uh, it, it's clear that regulators, even though we think that uh, all of us, right, think that uh, DAOs should be uh, not governed by any of these rules, Unfortunately, none of the regulators agree with us, and and uh, uh, so we, we we have to decide, right? Are, are we going to uh, live offshore and pretend like none of the rules apply to us, or try to work with these entities, the SEC, the CFTC, the uh, FCA in the UK, and so on, so on, to try to lobby them to do what's in the people's best interest? I mean, in the United States, about half of adults already have crypto, right? So if you did a vote, about half of the people would vote for uh, crypto automatically, right? For in favor of DeFi. So we're almost there, right? And I'm sure if we educated the rest of the people, uh, we can get a bunch of them to agree with us and then we have a majority, right? And then uh, politicians are, uh, they don't care if you're crypto or anti-crypto. If you vote for them, they will do whatever you tell them. And if you will tell them that you want crypto or DeFi to have less regulation, then they'll create laws with less regulation. So uh, we just need to do it the same way that other people are passing uh, uh, laws that help them, right? We we need a lobbying group, and we have those. We you know Celsius participates in several of them in Washington and and uh, in other countries, and and uh, I can tell you that there's a lot of effort going on to convince uh, lawmakers and uh, regulators to. Uh, go easy or, or or solve this uncertainty problem related to regulation. Yeah, that is uh, that is really interesting. And, you know, from the outside looking in, from my perspective, um, it does feel like kind of like the biggest blocker right now is just that education piece and really kind of uh, breaking down that information asymmetry of this industry um, and re- relaying that to regulators and, and legislators to kind of show them the the light, you know, and the promise of this technology. So it's, it's awesome to hear that you guys are fighting the good fight there um, and, and contributing towards that uh, because it helps all of this ultimately. Um, I, I did want to pivot uh, and kind of talk about Chainlink because if I recall correctly, um, I was watching a smart contract or the smart, smart on summit. And I believe you had a session on there in which I believe you announced that you guys were going to be utilizing CCIP I think that was like the big announcement that you had done. Uh, if not, please, please correct me. But uh, could you touch on that? Like how, what does that partnership with Chainlink look like? Um, and how do you guys plan on, on utilizing that technology? Yeah, so uh, so we've been partners with uh, Chainlink for a long time. Uh, and uh, we launched uh, Link, uh, I don't know, at least three years ago, maybe four years ago. Uh and uh, we incorporated uh, Chainlink oracles across the company, both for internal and external use. So, like recently, I don't know if you saw, but uh, you know when CMC had that disaster and it caused all kind of havoc across the crypto space, uh, Celsius did not have any issues quoting accurate numbers. It was it was nice to see that Cell Token went up to nine hundred and fifty-seven thousand dollars versus where it is today so i I definitely like that part but uh obviously providing erroneous information 
to people is not helpful, especially in an industry that is trying to replace uh, TradFi. So, uh, so what we focused on with uh, Chainlink was on uh, CCIP, like you said, it's a cross-chain interoperability protocol. That's what it stands for. And it's part of the Celsius X launch where <clears throat> basically, again, if you're running on multiple chains, how do you provide accurate information? How do you allow participants to know that the prices you're quoting, the exchanges you're making, everything is uh, best practices, that you're not cheating them. You're not giving them pricing that might be good for you, but bad for the person transacting on the chain. So what CCIP does, it, it, it guarantees that, right? It gives you a stamp of approval. And what Celsius does is then incorporates that quote, the price quote, uh, and the data from Chainlink into our zero proof that we provide to you uh, in our uh, uh, proof of community and uh, and the rewards explorer protocol, right? So we take all of that, we we basically put it on a side chain, uh, we uh, encapsulate it forever, right? It's immutable, and then we give you that proof, and you can basically any user of Celsius can go and verify what was your quote. When you do a swap with Celsius, what did you get? Did you really get the best price across the entire crypto space, including DeFi? Uh, and again, most I would tell you 99% of our users don't use that. You know, it's it shows up. The link is available in their interest payment every Monday. It reminds them, hey, you can click on this link and verify all your transactions. Uh, they don't use it because they trust us. But... But uh, the beauty that you can trust and verify, right, at any time you want, is something that nobody else provides. So, so again, this combination with Chainlink, which is obviously a, a pure and, and pristine uh, uh, information provider on the, in the CFI and DeFi world, is another step in that uh, uh, we're raising the bar across the industry in what it takes to be, uh, you know, a trusted player in crypto. Gotcha. Yeah, that, that that's awesome. Here here at the base space, we're really big uh, link supporters. Uh, a lot of link marines are in community, so um, we love that you guys have like a really cohesive, um, complementary relationship. Uh, I did I did want to circle back. Uh, I noticed um, that you guys offer yield on a lot of different stable coins. Uh, and you know, we're seeing new narratives pop up with new stable coins. And I'm just kind of curious, like from your point of view, like what is kind of the, uh, criteria that you guys use to list new stable coins and how do you kind of see the future of stable coins play out? Like, will we kind of just see this kind of endless creation of new stable coins or do you think at some point in time there'll kind of be a, uh, a line in the sand and we'll have like a few majors, yeah, I, I think we need, first we need to change the name from stable coins to inflationary coins, right? Because uh, all these coins are uh, going through tremendous inflation. And when you tell people, oh, these are stable, people think, oh, good, it's, uh, it doesn't change in value. Of course it changes in value, right? Like 40% uh, of all the dollars in the world were printed in the last year and a half. So your dollar has lost 40% of their value, but they're still considered stable. So, you know... Um, so we, we look, we, we don't pick winners and losers. That's not our job. We don't decide, uh, which coins or tokens are good and which ones are bad. 
uh, our job is to figure out uh, who is a reputable issuer, who is uh, uh, where we can earn yield. And if we can get those two together, so for example, uh, if Circle is a reputable issuer and we can earn yield on USDC, we're going to list that token, right? If uh, Chainlink is a reputable issuer and we can earn yield on Link, we will issue that uh, token, right? And so on, so on. So, um, so we, I think we have 13 different stable coins, including Canadian dollar and uh, Australian dollar and the British pound and so on. And uh, if you have a project and you, uh, you want us to list your token, great. Just uh, come talk to us and uh, we will, you know, uh, if you pass the test, we will add you to the wallet. We, we're planning to add at least 50 new uh, uh, coins and tokens this year. So we're definitely going to double the book, you know, uh, uh, and earn uh, even more uh, uh, yield for our community. So um, the future of, of uh, stable coins is uh, unclear. Obviously, you have uh, central banks, CBDCs, uh, planning to issue their own coins. And it's unclear if uh, these are going to compete or supplement stable coins. So like in China, for example, it's clear that the digital yuan issued by the Central Bank of China is there to replace everything else, replace Bitcoin, replace uh, physical currency, replace credit cards, you name it. Everything is going to move to transact on that uh, in, in the wallets issued by the government. And uh, those wallets only support digital yuan issued by the central bank. Uh, so that's one extreme. The other extreme is that everybody is going to go and issue their own stable coin, right? So obviously we don't want that either, right? So, so I think right now the Fed and other entities are uh, scratching their head trying to figure out, okay, what is that balance? Uh, how do we let, let industry still uh, create uh, healthy competition, healthy innovation, uh, but at the same time, we don't look like China. We don't look like uh, like Russia, right? So, uh, so that's what's at stake, and and uh, we'll see what they come up with, right? I mean, we're everybody's waiting for them to announce what is their plans. Uh, but in the meantime, again, Celsius supports uh, all the main ones: USDT, USDC, uh, TUSD, you know, Paxos, Standard, and so on. Yeah, it's an it's definitely an interesting future for stable coins and and what the landscape will look like. Um, Alex, just to to wrap things up here, uh, what new developments are you like super excited about that are that are launching on Celsius in twenty twenty two that the audience uh, should look out for? Yes, yeah, so look, we we raised the second largest round in crypto, uh, seven hundred fifty million. Uh, we we went from a hundred less than a hundred employees to over eight hundred uh, last year. So huge developments, and all that is so we can deliver even more stuff uh, for the community, right? So uh, we're still looking to hire a lot of new engineers. So if you have any uh, programming skills, DeFi skills, uh, you want to do some uh, uh, C DeFi, right? <laughs> and you you we. We definitely want to add you to the team, and and we want to build the future. I mean, uh, Celsius X is a great example. The credit card, 
right? Uh, a lot of things that we were announced already. We obviously are also big in mining, and uh, one of the largest mining miners in the world. And so we're we're uh, basically uh, operate on all in all areas of uh, crypto, and uh, uh, you know we're scaling right now. We announced with Polygon, but we we hope to add several more chains this year. Uh, so again, uh, create our own version of native multi-chain, if you want to call it that, uh, and uh, again, eliminate uh, friction, eliminate fees, eliminate uh, uncertainty, and and uh, allow make it much much easier for the next billion people to join crypto, right, from all over the world. So that's uh, our mission, and we're sticking with it. I love that. Um, Alex, thank you so much uh, for coming on the base space. We just really appreciate you taking the time out to, to speak to us today. Thanks, guys. And, and thanks for uh, doing what you do, because uh, it takes time and commitment and, and to educate the community. And you guys are an uh, important part of what makes this industry tick. So I really want to also thank you guys for uh, your continuous efforts of educating everybody and separating the wheat from the shaft, allowing people to learn and come to a safe space to uh, uh, learn everything about crypto. Thank, Thank you so much. Appreciate that, Alex. We record these and put them on YouTube. Do we have your uh, consent for that? Sure thing, yes. Sweet. Perfect. All right, take care, guys. All right, everybody. Stay based. All right, guys.